Hello, welcome to My Sclerosis, the podcast devoted to talking about multiple sclerosis. I'm your co-host, Sanjeev Shetty. Across from me is... The other co-host, Raphael Clays. And we are going to be talking all about that wonderful thing that is multiple sclerosis. And if you're wondering, I'm the one that's got it. And Raph, who is my son, is going to talk about the effects that it can have on a family. If you're wondering why we've decided to do this podcast, it dates back to something that I heard my other son, Ruben, who is producing this podcast, say on one of his videos, which he recorded to do with uh, that wonderful thing called Fortnite. You might have heard of it, you might not have heard of it. Uh, and he was discussing his favourite characters on Fortnite, and he said, and Sanjeev Shetty has multiple sclerosis. To which I asked him, naturally, why did you say that, Rub? And he said, I wanted to raise, raise awareness. And upon hearing that, you had a look on iTunes and you found out that... There are absolutely no podcasts or videos explaining what MS is. And that is your cue to tell the whole world, Raf, or the 20 people who will be listening to this... What the Wikipedia definition of MS is, take it away. Multiple sclerosis, or MS, is a demyelinating disease in which the insulating covers of nerve cells in the brain and spinal cord are damaged. Now, in case you're wondering, if you've never heard that word before, which is, Raph, what was it? Demyelinating. That's it. First time I heard it was on January the 30th, 2004, the day I was diagnosed with MS. When the doctor said to me, yes, we've done a scan on your brain and we think there's quite a lot of demyelination. And I've always been the sort of person that if someone says a word that I don't know, I think it's my ignorance or my stupidity. But it turns out it isn't when it comes to demyelination. And it's your sclerosis. Hey! Um, and in case you're wondering, we can condense that uh, explanation um, if you want. Like, And basically, every single person, doesn't matter whether you've got MS or not, um, your nerves have got a coating uh, on them which basically protects them from anything, all the antibodies in your body. And that is myelin. And what MS does, it's really clever, the nervous system inside you attacks the myelin, the coating on your nerves, so that certain parts of your body start acting the way they should do. So, for instance, I've got a very bad left eye. And the myelin in my left eye has obviously been ripped away and the body then rebuilds the myelin and then attacks it again. It's a really fun disease. Fun. Any other questions, Raf, about MS? You must have questions. Well, what's some of the symptoms of MS? So, like I said, my left eye is permanently blurry. On some mornings, it might be worse than others. Say, for instance, if I went out the night before and had a few too many. <clears throat> uh, and maybe if I ate a great big steak. There's also a complete loss of coordination, depending on the levels of MS that you have. So, for instance, 
I think I've had MS since about 1996, and that's, what, 23 years. And a nurse explained to me a while ago that the reason why certain things just feel worse now than they used to is because you've had it for so long. Uh, and then 23 years of nerve deterioration, that myelin, in some parts of your body, just it, when it grows back, it doesn't grow back very well. So the eye, the coordination... Uh, I have pains in my knees. Um, I struggle now to walk long distances. I mean, basically, I've got half a mile in me. That's it. Um, and I would also say that cognitive impairment is something that happens the longer you have it. So I'm not nearly as sharp as I used to be. And people say, blimey, that's really not very sharp, is it, Sanj? <laughs> um, ah. Um, but say for things like uh, I, I struggle now to tell the time. So especially if I see an, an analog clock, um, it takes me quite a while to work out what the time actually is. Uh, so if someone says to me, what's the time? And I watch, I look at a digital clock and I'll say 11.43. I'll go 11.43. Uh, so that's some of the symptoms. Um, I guess another thing for people listening, should you be worried if you get diagnosed with MS? It's not a cakewalk. <laughs> Definitely isn't a cakewalk. Um, it was really scary for me. I, I remember being diagnosed, like I said, um, January 2004. Uh, and there had been quite a build-up. So if I go back to 1996, the first time I thought there was something a bit weird was I used to get this pain in my leg. This well, It wasn't even a pain. I just felt like someone was, someone was flushing some liquid down my leg. But it was very intermittent. It would happen, I'd say, once every two weeks. And then I started to notice that when I was driving, I couldn't drive for long distances because my back or my knees would start hurting. Uh, and then from 1998 through to... Nine, oh, from 1999 through to 2000, I had real trouble swallowing. I don't know what that was. I just couldn't swallow. I just Every time I was talking to someone... My my jaw would almost start clicking. And this was quite interesting. I went to Iceland in 2000 and I swam in uh, this outdoor pool. I think it's quite famous called the, I think it's called the Blue Lagoon. And when I came out of it, I thought, actually, I feel great now. That, that, that had gone. Um, but the, the symptoms were really intermittent after that. I had, um, I remember going to Las Vegas to cover a, a world heavyweight title fight. And I felt like I was having strokes all the time. I was talking to people and it would just go... I'd have to stop talking or interviewing and wait until it subsided. And then the bottom line is that basically... um, Around about the time uh, that... Oh, what was it? No, actually. It was about, um, about the time you got born. It was 2003... And, of course, all new parents know that feeling where you don't really sleep very much. Uh, so I didn't sleep very much when you were born. Um, and I noticed that my hearing was starting to fade. Uh, and I was feeling a lot more tired than I normally do. And I know, of course, you are tired when um, when you become a parent. But I've always had loads of energy. So I went to the doctor and... Um, they had done loads of tests on me, but actually hadn't told me the results. This was in 2004. And they said, oh, yes, we can tell you now that you've not been having strokes. I went, oh, great. Yeah, you've got MS. 
And of course, that was really scary for me to hear that in 2004, because I thought, because I didn't know much about it, as this podcast will obviously try and enlighten you, I didn't know much about it. I thought it was life-threatening, but it wasn't. It's just life-altering. So I think you need to take uh, all the information that you get about MS and think, what can I do to help myself? Um, but also have a strong mental, I don't know what the word is, uh, a resolution or um, just mental toughness to say, do you know what, I know it's going to affect me, I know there are going to be some bad days, but just enjoy yourself. So it put, for, in, for instance, in 2006, and I hate running by the way, I did the London Marathon. The first half was great. I did the first half in like two hours ten. Let's not talk about the second half. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, look, MS is is it can be scary. It can be really scary, and I know that some people get really depressed about it. But you have to take it on the chin. Realize that you've done nothing wrong. Um, the MS is so random that there's there's no cure for it. There's no reason behind it either. No one knows why you get MS. It's so random. Um, it, it's more likely to happen to you if you're female. Not female. Not female. More likely to happen to you if you're uh, not. If you're not Asian, I'm Asian. Um, yeah, and it's more likely to happen to you between the years of when you're 20 through to 45. So it did I, I was struck by it, like I said, about when I was 25, diagnosed when I was 33. Another worry would be, is MS fatal? No. But what you would say is that it doesn't improve your life so that the cumulative effect of all the things makes your body weaker. So I th- make, makes your body weaker. So I think I've been told, or read, uh, that you take ten years off your life expect. Life that is ex- the prognosis on Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. Oh, oh, Raf, don't tell them. All our information isn't from Wikipedia, is it? Um, so yeah, so I think that it will take ten years off your life expectancy. But then there are some people that live uh, an absolutely full life. With MS, so there are things that you can do that um, that will make your life easier. But we're we're going to save all the good stuff, aren't we, Raf, for yeah. other podcasts? But from uh, so the the point of view of this podcast is obviously to tell people what it's like to be in a family where someone's got MS. So I told you and your uh, younger brother back in the latter part of twenty sixteen. That I had MS, but this is the funny thing. When I we've talked about this before, you didn't know there was anything really up, did you? No, I hadn't noticed anything. I guess I just wasn't looking. Or you, you were a teenager, or near, soon to be a teenager, and therefore had your head firmly up here. You know. Yeah, but I had no reason to look because I no, didn't know no. that anyone in this family would have something wrong with them. Yeah. So yeah, so I, but I, my myself felt that. I was starting to struggle. So there was a series of attacks that I had in 2014, which took away my my mobility. Because I had always been able to play sport with you, hadn't I? Because, you know, you love your sport, don't you? Uh, (laughs) So I'd always been able to play cricket and football with both of you. 
always been able to walk to school with you uh, and the school was probably about a mile and a half away wasn't it and I never struggled for that with that walk but all of a sudden I couldn't do that walk and I think that probably around about that time what the latter part of 2015 my mum died and just everything started to become much more of a struggle than it had been and I just thought I'm going to tell you I had to tell you because I just thought I can't I couldn't live with the idea anymore that you didn't know uh, and that I was falling over a lot more and doing that thing where your balance is affected so much that if you try and do a, uh, a sharp turn quite often <laughs> you'll end up hitting the wall and whereas I find that quite funny and I hope it's endearing it really isn't is it also you had a few plans on how to tell us didn't you yeah so um this will come, become clear during following podcasts is that I'm a big fan of the West Wing. And one of the major storylines story about the West Wing is the president has got MS. Uh, and I'd always thought that what I was going to do was um, show you an episode where he has an attack and then he has to reveal to all his staff that he has MS. So that was what I was going to do. But actually I just thought, you know, I'd got to the stage where I just thought I was going to tell you. And, of course, it was really easy telling you. I didn't struggle at all. Uh, so, but, I, yeah, it's one of those things. So, uh, Anne-Marie, who lives next to us, who's one of our neighbours, um, she's got MS. And she told her children, who are all of them are younger than you, apart from, well, they're all younger than you. Yeah. One of them is slightly older than Reuben, Um she told them straight away. And I know loads of people who have got it um, who haven't worried about telling their family. Uh, I told my wife straight away. I told your friends and your mum straight away. So it's one of those things you can either build it up a great deal uh, or you can just go and just tell straight away or you can live in hope that it never gets worse. And and actually, so I didn't tell you until 2016 I'd had it or knew I'd had it for nearly 13 years. And actually, it was only for the last two of those years when I thought, Do you know what, now it's time. Because before that, I don't think I needed to tell you. Uh, the only thing that had been really bothering me for quite a while was my eyesight. Um, so, that's it so far. Um, how are we doing, Raph? Hmm, How many minutes have we got so far? That's 12 minutes. Oh. 14 minutes. 14 minutes, okay. Yeah. Um, so... Anyway, so what we hope to do, what we hope to accomplish with this podcast is obviously to make people who haven't got MS more aware um, of its symptoms. Uh, we can't tell you what causes it, but we've tried to have a go there by telling you that, say for instance, the climate of where you live does have a huge bearing on your likelihood to get MS. So for instance... If you live in Scotland, which is, as you know, quite cold, or maybe you don't know that, maybe you don't live anywhere near Scotland. If you live in Scotland, um, or places where the climate is mostly cold, but every now and then gets a little bit warm, um, you've got quite a high chance of getting it if you're predisposed to getting MS. So if you're female, between the ages of 20 and 45, there's a a high chance you're going to get MS. So that's what we're going to try and do. We're going to try and make you aware of it. Um, 
because in this country, the UK, um, there's quite a lot of research and funding that's gone into trying to help cure aid people with Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia, or of course the big killer, which is cancer. Because MS is not a killer, I don't think it gets quite a lot of funding. I don't think it gets much um, public awareness. So that's what we're going to try and do with this. And what's interesting is that when I mentioned the fact that we were going to do this podcast, there was quite a lot of interest from people that I knew. They were all saying, we'd quite like to listen to this. The MS Society even retweeted. Well, they did. They did. Well, yeah, I mean, let's hope that we can get the Salford MS branch on board uh, and the Manchester MS uh, board, Manchester Manchester MS branch on board. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the symptoms. We're going to talk about not cures because there are no cures, but we're talking about treatments, therapies that you can do. Uh, The history of MS. We're going to talk about history, but we're going to save all this good stuff for future podcasts, aren't we? So. Yeah, and then hopefully we might be able to convince our uh, other family member, the producer. if he can contribute in any way at all. Because, as we don't, do know about Ruben, he's got quite a lot of empathy, but not much patience, or um, can't think of anything he wants to do apart from playing on Black Ops, Call of Duty, or FIFA. Yeah. And pretty much you like to play on FIFA as well, don't you? Um, so, But I would say, what I would say is, from my experience of MS, the times when I felt better when I felt like I didn't actually have MS, is is when you could fill your life with adrenaline. Now, I don't think it's a a good thing to be permanently living on adrenaline, like, for instance, Jack Bauer in 24. That's that's not a good place to be. But I would say that if you can find a way that you do something that focuses your mind on something else, then I think that's that's a, a really good, strong thing to get yourself involved in. So, for instance, uh, I'm a producer for the BBC uh, and have been producing live sports bulletins for the best part of the last 12 years. Yeah, I know. Um, and um, that's great radio there, by the way, because uh, when I said, yeah, I know, uh, rap was actually just grimacing. Uh, so just you know, when you try and explain radio to people, that, that's the way to do it. Um so I, but I think doing something like that, with that when you have to make judgments and decisions, and it, it's all in a ten-minute uh, window, I think that improves your chances of not because you can't beat you can't beat MS. But then some people do actually go into remission. We'll talk about those people in future episodes. We will, we will, we will. Um, but I would say, from my experience, just live with a bit more adrenaline. Um, Get fit, that helps. I mean, I'm not as fit as I would like to be, but I certainly... I don't want to embarrass you here, Ref, but I go to the gym more than you do. Yeah. Yeah. But that's quite easy, because you don't. No. Um, so that's... Those are advice. Uh, the other advice, you know, the best thing I ever heard, right, uh, about a life advice, not just MS advice, life advice... Uh, came from the golfer Gary Player. Ever heard of him? Definitely not. Okay, and he said once, he said, if you fill your heart with love, you won't go too far wrong. 
There you are, ref. I've embarrassed you live on radio uh, and your brother producer. Um, so yeah, any other questions from you, Raphael? Um, how long do we want this podcast to run for? Well, so what we're going to try and do as well with this podcast is we're going to try and invite some reaction from people. Uh, We want people to send in their emails, uh, their questions, their feedback. So we've got two email addresses to read out. Yours, so if you go with your email address now. Um, It's indianfitty at gmail.com Really? Yep, that is something which I'm not going to explain, but that is my name. God, I'm not not, not, not sure I can carry on. Um, Mine is sanjred, so that's S-A-N-J, red, at iCloud.com. Can you spell yours out? Just make sure that no one sends it to something, some rogue random address. Well, Indian, I-N-D-I-A-N. Fitty, F-I-T-T-Y, at gmail.com. I mean, you just cannot, you can't see my face, but you just don't know how I'm brimming with pride at this very moment. Uh, So, like I said, your questions about um, being diagnosed with MS, your immediate reactions, your feedback, what you would do to change this, uh, this podcast... uh, and in future episodes, what we're going to hope to do is talk about the famous people who've got it. Yeah. Uh, how they dealt with it. We're going to talk about uh, the, not the, like I said, not the cures, the treatments, the most popular treatments, the new ones. So, for instance, at the moment, my younger son, Reuben, who's standing right next to me at the moment, um, has started making me a cup of cocoa every day, which I do think is having a benefit. The other thing I would say is vitamin C big benefit uh, but we will talk about all those things how to make your life better how to improve your day-to-day circumstances because it's really natural the first time you hear that you've got ms to just retreat i mean i couldn't because like i said before you were really young you were like three months old so the the basic basic duties of getting up in the morning going to bed in the evening dealing with you change your nappies, all those sort of things that didn't change. I started to do that. But, so I remember when I was diagnosed, because I imagined the worst things that were going to happen to me, uh, and my legs started to really, really hurt, and I couldn't walk for about a week. I just couldn't. I mean, I, I could walk about enough to do the things I had to do with you, but walking to work was like, I felt like my legs were made out of Maltesers. They really, that, I mean, and I wish I you know, could have eaten them, but blah, blah, blah. But they were... It was really like crispy legs. And I still call that the first year after I was diagnosed what I'd call the crispy leg syndrome, where it felt like everywhere I walked, I could hear a crunch. So, of course, I decided naturally after that to run the marathon. That was a really good idea. Uh, and your mum was really supportive of that, especially when you know, there was two children at home that needed their nappies changing. Um, but we'll talk about all that and more. Um, but are we now up to 20 minutes, Ref? Uh, we're at 24 minutes. Okay, well, I think 24 minutes is quite a good signpost for this podcast. So, 
at this point, Raf. Goodbye, and also, if you want to be on the next episode, if there is a next episode, email us. Email us at those addresses, and we'll read them out for you once again. Mine's sandred at iCloud.com. Sandred, but that is S-A-N-J, red, R-E-D, at iCloud.com. And Raf, you're Indian fitting at gmail.com. Also, if this is on YouTube, comment down below and we might read out the comments in the next episode. But thanks for your company. We'll speak to you very soon.